When we stand in our own way, we rob ourselves of the success we deserve. We also rob ourselves of joy. We rob ourselves of opportunities. We rob ourselves of peace. (laughs) When things aren't going your way, I challenge you to ask yourself this. What could I have done differently? How can I be better for my business? You're listening to The Solopreneur Hustle, a podcast that teaches you how to scale your solo business so you can earn more while working less. I'm your host, Nia Lewis, a business coach based in Charleston, South Carolina. The Solopreneur Hustle has a weekly email newsletter where we share business tips and helpful resources for solo business owners. Subscribe to our email list today using the link in the description for this episode to receive a free marketing ebook. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, y'all, welcome to episode 83 of the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. In today's episode, I'll be discussing some self-sabotaging behaviors that might be blocking your growth. If I'm being honest with y'all, there have been so many times where my business was struggling and I would find everything and everyone to blame but myself. I think we've all been there at one time or another, hustling to promote what we do and blaming the fact that we don't have the sales or the results we want on bad marketing. You know, oh, the marketing's just not working. When in reality, we're the problem because we haven't spent time developing a solid marketing strategy. Or sometimes we find ourselves irritated by clients or customers that we um, tag or label as problem customers when in reality the customers aren't the problem. The problem is that we failed to establish boundaries. It took me a while to become vulnerable enough to admit that some of the challenges I faced were the result of my own actions. Every one of us already has what it takes to make our goals a reality, and a lot of times the only thing that's standing in our way is ourselves. This over the years has been a hard pill for me to swallow. When things aren't going the way I want them to go, it's easy to blame the world for my failures, you know, and it may be easier for you to blame the world for your failures. But sometimes we have to take a look in the mirror and recognize that we are in our own way. If you're open to doing some inner work today and maybe doing a little bit of self-reflection, I'd like to share with you four self-sabotaging behaviors that might be blocking your growth and some strategies you can use to break these chains so you can achieve the success I know you deserve. Number one, one self-sabotaging behavior that you might be um, regularly experiencing is convincing yourself that you're not ready. This is not only a behavior, but in a lot of ways, this is a mindset. For a long time, I convinced myself that now wasn't the right time for me to start something new, or I needed just a little bit more experience before I took things to the next level. This was a self-sabotaging behavior because I was subconsciously holding myself back, not because I wasn't capable, but because I thought I wasn't capable just yet. The truth is that if you have a dream, it's in your head you have a vision for it, you already have what it takes to make it happen because you have a vision for it. The only reason why it hasn't happened yet is because you don't believe to your core that it is fully possible. The only way to learn is by doing. If you don't feel ready yet, that usually means you are ready and it's time to jump in head first ready or not. Another self-sabotaging behavior that might be blocking your growth is being closed-minded. 
Maybe how you envision things would go isn't happening the way you expected. And instead of seeing success through a different lens, you wallow in your sorrows because things aren't going your way. And this is causing you to miss out on opportunities that don't fit into that perfect picture in your head of how you thought things would go. I've been guilty of this so many times. Through going to therapy, I've learned that a lot of times in my life, I have a tendency to fantasize things. And so when things aren't panning out in the way that I thought it would in this fantasy in my head, I'm not able to see things from a different perspective. I struggled with that for a long time. And so sometimes in order for me to grow and accomplish my goals, I have to think outside of the box and see things from more of an open-minded perspective. And sometimes being open-minded is seeing beyond what my original vision was. Sometimes we fantasize what successful will look like and how it'll feel. And this keeps us from accepting reality for what it is in the moment. Maybe how you thought things would go isn't how things needed to go at all. You know, sometimes we think we want things and we think we need things that aren't really what we need. And so how it turns out is really how it should have turned out. But we can't accept that because we're being closed-minded. Maybe what you need is right in front of you and you just don't see it yet. You know, maybe you already have all of the resources you need to do what you need to do, but you're not seeing how to use all of those ingredients because you're being closed minded and not seeing things from a different perspective. What I challenge you to do is work with what you have right now and be open to taking a different route to the top than you had originally planned to take. It's not really about how you get there. It's really about the fact that you make it to the destination. And so if you have a goal and you know what you want to do and it's not working out right now, a lot of times you already have what you need to make it work. You're just not able to see that because you're being closed minded. And that many times can limit our growth. The third self-sabotaging habit that might be holding you back is holding on to things that are no longer serving you. Sometimes we hold on to people's opinions, relationships, negative thoughts that weigh us down. Sometimes we hold on to these things much longer than we should. What are you holding on to today that you need to let go of? Is it a mindset? Is it something that someone said about you and it's always lingering in the back of your head? So it's impacting like how you're moving every day. If it's not serving you or having a positive impact on your life, it's time to let it go. (laughs) For a long time, I held on to side hustles that made me money. But in the grand scheme of things, these hustles weren't really moving me forward towards my long term goal. I would, you know, work these side hustles in addition to my big picture thing. And really what all of that was doing was taking time away from my passion and my true purpose. Letting go of commitments gave me time that I didn't even know I needed to focus on what really mattered in my life. And so some of the things we hold on to are jobs, commitments, things we said we were going to do, but now it's not feeling right and we don't want to let go of the commitments, you know. Not only do you have to let go of mindsets and opinions, but sometimes you have to let go of things that you committed to in favor of choosing yourself. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to shift focus. You don't have to keep doing something that doesn't feel right anymore just for the sake of doing it. It's okay to disappoint people, you know? Sometimes letting go of things that no longer serve us means that we're disappointing people who were depending on us to do it. We have to choose ourselves and choose our future. And sometimes that means disappointing people who depended on us to do something that we originally committed to. There's nothing wrong with letting things go. 
The fourth self-sabotaging behavior that might be holding you back is not setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is uncomfortable, but if you're not being clear with everyone you work with about how you want to be treated, then you will continuously rob yourself of the life you deserve to be living. Here are some of the benefits of setting boundaries that I've experienced in my life and in my journey. For one, setting boundaries gives me time and energy to focus on things that I want to do. I never feel like I have to do anything because really I don't, I don't, I don't have to do anything. And so when I set boundaries, I have space to focus on the things that I know I really want to do. And I'm comfortable enough to say no to the things I really don't want to do. Setting boundaries also makes me feel respected by myself and others which brings me a sense of peace. Sometimes setting boundaries is uncomfortable, but really setting boundaries requires you to say no or turn people away. And what I found is that people respect you and your time more than when they see that you're serious about your personal boundaries and respecting yourself. And so a lot of times, you know, we're, we're scared to say no, you know, we're scared to turn people away or turn people down. But in the end, I found in Every situation where I said no, the person I said no to respected me more because they saw that I respected myself. Another benefit of setting boundaries that I've experienced is that when you set boundaries, you don't have to have anger or resentment towards people because you establish your expectations from the very beginning. Overall, I'd imagine for you, this would result in less conflict because it's also resulted in less conflict for me. I don't have to feel stress or anxiety in relationships because I'm clear about what I want and what I expect and what I hope to see from the very beginning. And so this is another thing, especially in business or work relationships, that's so important. If there's something that you want to see from somebody or something that you expect, it's important to communicate that very clearly from the very beginning. So you don't have to always feel this like resentment. Y'all know how that feels inside when you get an email from someone that you already feel some type of way about. And, you know, it's turned into this, this big issue that it didn't even have to be because you're not setting boundaries or you have that client or that customer that is calling you at three o'clock in the morning and you're mad about it, but you haven't told them that that's not acceptable for you, you know? And so, Setting boundaries gives us more peace. It gives us more joy because we don't have to feel resentment towards people and we don't have to create conflicts that are unnecessary. Just say what you what's, what's comfortable for you. Communicate what you expect. Say how you want to be treated and let that be that. It doesn't have to be some big deal. Now, if you want to start setting boundaries, here are some boundaries you may want to consider establishing when you're available or unavailable. This can be as simple as adding contact hours to your website or to your social media or even putting an autoresponder on your email when you're away so people aren't blowing you up and wondering why you're not getting back to them. Putting a post out on social media, letting people know that you're out of the office on these days at these times, making it clear when you're open to accepting emails or having conversations or taking phone calls or um, responding to DMs or comments, you know, be very clear about when you're available to serve your customers and when you're not. If you put that out there, not only will most people typically accept your boundaries, but the ones who don't that are all upset about the fact that you're not getting back to them, you can refer back to the boundaries that you've put out there. You can say, 
I know that you were sending me lots of emails, but I had an autoresponder on my email saying that I wasn't available and that I was on vacation. I know you called me at three o'clock in the morning, but if you refer to my website, you'll see that my hours that I'm available and open are between the, this time and this time on these days. And so this is the reason why I didn't get back to you because I wasn't open for business. You know, I think a lot of times I would get so upset <laughs> about clients or customers calling me on these days or during these times or after five. And I had to be real with myself and say, well, I can't be mad at them because I didn't establish boundaries and let them know when I was available to chat with them and when I wasn't. And so, so this is one boundary you may want to consider establishing. Another one is how to contact you. So if you're annoyed about customers sending you DMs or people blowing you up in Facebook Messenger, have you put it out there that you only accept inquiries via email? You know, if people are blowing up your comments on social media, have you mentioned that you're not going to respond to business inquiries and comments, text, email, um, however people are supposed to be getting to you, make it clear how to book an appointment with you, how to set up contact with you, how to reach out to you. You have to tell people how to treat you. They're not going to treat you how you want to be treated without you saying it. And so if there's a certain way you want people to contact you, you have to say that. And another boundary that may be important for you to establish are expectations overall in the relationships you have with clients or customers. So there should be an expectation about what your customers should expect from you. And on the other side of that should be an expectation about what you expect from your customer. And so again, this goes back to telling people how to treat you. If your customer is doing things that don't really sit well with you, or maybe it's an employee, you know, maybe it's someone that works for you. Maybe it's someone that rents a space from you. Maybe it's someone that you've hired as a contract employee, if they're not behaving in a way that sits well with you, if they're doing things that are rubbing you the wrong way, maybe it's because you haven't set uh, the correct boundary with them. You know, maybe they're not behaving in a way that meets your expectations. You know, you can't control people, but you can tell people how to treat you. You do have to establish boundaries with or or expectations with customers or clients. And again, that's a two-way street. So in conclusion here, when we stand in our own way, we rob ourselves of the success we deserve. We also rob ourselves of joy. We rob ourselves of opportunities. We rob ourselves of peace. <laughs> when things aren't going your way, I challenge you to ask yourself this. What could I have done differently? How can I be better for my business? Be vulnerable enough to admit that some of the challenges you face may be the result of your own actions, but every day is a new opportunity to grow and learn and improve. There are so many things about myself I'm working to improve so I can be better for my business. I also challenge you to ask yourself this, what could happen for my business if I got out of my own way? How could your business go to the next level if you let go of the things that are no longer serving you and started living your best life? If anything from today's episode resonated with you, I would love for you to leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Leaving us a review helps more people find the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week. Continue to move onward, upward and forward. Until next time. 
Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. To stay connected between episodes, subscribe to our email list using the link in the description for this episode. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Solopreneur Hustle. And don't forget to share the Solopreneur Hustle podcast with a boss friend. I hope you have a great week and thank you for supporting the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. Until next time.